Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets Talking Pro Wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the no, no Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I am Jay Tilly. Brother, it is time. Deuce Deuce is on the loose, and I am, you know... I love when we get to, uh, you know, talk about wrestling and what it's done for us. And now we get to talk. We sprinkle in a little bit of wrestling and we talk about us and that it's okay to not be okay. Happy 22nd, brother. Yes, sir. 22nd, one of our favorite, favorite. Well, yes, it's our favorite show, but sometimes it gets a little rough. Yeah. For those of you who might be tuning in for the first time, uh, this is, or the first time maybe even hearing our 22nd show. Yes, we do a lot of wrestling reviews. This one could get a little heavy. Uh, trigger warning up front. We talk mental health. Uh, where that goes, we don't always know. Also, always want to hit the disclaimer. None of us are professionals. We are not anyway licensed or anything. We're just, uh, Jared and I are two guys that like to tell our story. Make sure that as veterans, other veterans, or anybody knows it's okay to not be okay. And tonight, we're joined with Tony, one of our friends, contacts, new uh, fan of the show, hopefully. And uh, he's going to kind of talk through some of his story. He's someone who's had some mental health issues. Uh, he and I have talked a lot offline, and uh, he was down to come on and, and wanted to talk a little bit. So, Tony, I'll let you introduce yourself, and then we'll we'll fly. We'll see where we go. Well, hi. Hi, everybody. Um, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I really appreciate this. And uh, before I introduce myself, I would like to thank you for, 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 having, for being on our show uh, on Thunder Nights. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, that's the kind of content that I want to create for that. Uh, well, my name is Tony Allen. I am also known as El Editor uh, <laughs> with uh, the one and only La Mera Mera Thunder Rosa. And uh, well, uh, I am uh, I, I am her manager, but uh, more than anything, uh, I'm, I'm her friend. So I, I like to always say that. But I'm here uh, in another capacity. Um, um, I guess I'm a guest to, today, so we can talk about or mental health issues. And it's very funny, right? Like the way you say, like he had some mental health uh, issues in the past. And I'm like, that used to be like a really bad thing to say, yep. right? Like you used to be like, you know, uh, there was a stigma like, oh, this is cuckoo. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I, I want to, um, you know, give my um, my two cents on 
on how it's like to be a, a man, especially because uh, I, you know, I grew up in Mexico. Uh, I was born in Mexico. I live a long time in the States too, but uh, I grew up in Mexico. So we have our own uh, macho kind of thing going on that is not always the best thing to approach things though. And that image that, that, that of the Mexican macho, it's also very, very destructive for Mexican men as well. So it is always good to, uh, to, be ha to have a space, right, when we can talk about how we feel and uh, how we felt too, because even though we have, um, we, we might have uh, like passed a certain point of, of our mental health crisis, then, we, you know, we have, to, we have to be able to talk about what happened back then And, and, and have it, you know, share with everybody. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Even when I said it, uh, you know, it was like when I said, hey, he's, he's had mental health. I was like, oh, that didn't sound right. So the stigmatism is still there. E even when I tell people myself, like my stories, like, oh, yeah, I deal with depression, anxiety. You know, we, we have our own burdens to carry. Um, but yeah, when you when I even when I came out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, I don't. Uh, but you're right. It's that stigmatism, right? It should be okay to say I have mental health issues. I mean, I believe that probably most people, if not all of us have some kind of mental health issue and the stigmatism, like you said, or, or the grown up macho and all that it's, it's everywhere. And I think as we grow up and, and Jared and I have talked about this before too, being the military, we got a lot of shut up in color. Like, you know, we, we've seen some stuff, we've done some things and it's like, yeah, I'm upset. We don't care. You're upset. Go do it again or go do something else. Or you refocus it and coming out of the military Uh, for me was a triggering point too, because I went from 24 years of this is what your job is. This is what you do to uh, what, what, what's my, where am I going? What am I doing? That kind of feel of loss and loneliness. So it was interesting, but yeah, it, it, as I, like I said, as I said, I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't but I, that's what I want to get away from. I want it to be more of a, a thing to say and be able to talk about for sure. Right. And, and you talk to your buddies and you mentioned getting out of the military. It's not just losing a paycheck. It's losing a way of life, losing, you know, the camaraderie that you've had with your brothers and sisters in arms. And like we say every episode to our brothers and sisters in arms, we love you. Keep doing what you do. Hurry up, get your ass home safe. Um, and you're now, you know, sort of jokingly flapping in the wind, trying to find yourself while also trying to get a paycheck. So it's like, okay, this whole vicious cycle. But, you know, we land on our feet because of the things that we learned in the military. We tend to move in packs because that's how we came up. So we bond with other military brothers and sisters and in, that gives us our bond. And then, you know, I love how Jay Tilly and I can sit and talk like, Hey man, how you doing? And he'll call me out on my bullshit. Oh yeah, dude, I'm good. Really? Oh man, I'm going through it, brother. And I, <laughs> right, you know, right. I hope everybody yeah. has someone who's there, you know, pull the flag. Let's go to the camera you know, you're full of it. Um, cause I'm super fortunate that, you know, I got Jay, Jay Tilly over here and to everybody who's going through something, if you're a veteran, you can go to the app store, my healthy vet. As soon as you download it, there's a little red banner, you hit it and, uh, instantly connected. If you're not a veteran or have access to be able to download an app, but you can get to a phone, you dial 988 and, uh, wait a couple of seconds and you are directed instantly Um, in your local area to someone that, you know, is available. And that's huge. So, uh, you know, just so everybody knows that those resources are available. And then we talk about our, our you know, heritage and how we were brought up. And, oh, well, I'm a drinker because I'm Irish or I'm, up, I'm angry because I'm, you know, whatever, you know, nationality. But you know what? We're all human. We all bleed the same. And if you're going through it 
and you're in my area of influence, I'm going through it with you. And that is just, that's so freaking awesome. And, and, you know, when Tony first started talking to us, um, the fact that you were comfortable enough with us to share, I really appreciate it more than you'll ever know. And, uh, I hope it helped you, you know, as much as how cathartic it was for me. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that being said, I'll, I'll toss it to you, Tony. And if you want to go a little bit into what you've experienced or background, cool. If you, if you don't, we'll keep talking. I just, uh, you know, I, I like to leave this very open to the guests. Uh, whatever you're comfortable sharing or not sharing is is fine with us. Well, I just wanted to uh, like uh, this thing that about the freedom of expression, right? Uh, about uh, being able to express uh, that it, it it took a long time, and I'm gonna tell you an experience that I had once, and um, I'm pretty sure this person will be fine if I mention this story. I, I, I don't know if she will ever watch this, but um, I had a co-worker one time. I was working on construction in Vancouver. Uh, and uh, like we had like three words. And after that, she mentioned to me that she was a survivor of um, of, of rape by a member of the church. She was in, in Poland. But she just mentioned wow. like three seconds into the conversation. Like I was like, it, on my mind was like, why would you mention that? Like we were just getting to know each other, right? But then I'm like, no, because that is a very deep, scarring part of her life. And she wants to put it up front so that if she ever has any kind of like, you know, stopped or, or any kind of meltdown or anything like that, you can refer back to that situation. So I was like, of course, like that is that is an essential. I mean, of course, like she already had like some kind of rapport with me and she was, but she wanted to make sure that, that I knew that. And but how long does it take us to be able to to. Uh, tell other people or feelings and i'm not saying like catastrophic feelings of uh you know uh of uh a post-traumatic syndrome or things like that just our, our regular feelings as men regardless of where you're from um like i said i, I grew up in mexico and uh you know i i come from a family of of, of cowboys like literally that's what we do cowboy uh and and so you didn't have that you know ability to express your inner feelings when you got hurt like you know uh, there is this story that uh, always comes back to my mind when you talk about how hard it is to talk about our feelings. Uh, my dad, uh, he was like, uh, nine, my dad had one of her, one of his fingers was bent because he got, he got stuck in one of the, you know, the equipment to, uh, cut the, the, the um, uh, corn, right. You know, those, those big machines that are late around. So he got stuck in there. And then because he was crying and, and, and crying about it, my grandpa left him there until he will come down with the, his hand stuck in. What? And then when he came back, it's like, are you calm? And then he removed it. And then he's and then because he told his mom uh, about it, he went back into the field the next day. Wow. And that that's that's one of the, the, the that's one of the things that I've tried to work on my therapy. It's how generational or mental health uh, uh, repression has been as men because. If I don't work, I mean, and then, of course, he had his own issues. My, my father passed away when he was 54 years old uh, because he abused alcohol. So he was gone, right? He was gone. With him. And he never got around figuring out what uh, mental health issues were. So he just went into alcohol, which was for a very long time. Uh, the only solution to all of our problems was the beginning, the, the, the beginning and the end of all uh, the solution of all, all, all the problems. And uh so I always try to figure myself when I feel anger or when something triggers a, a painful memory that is going to result in me uh, hurting somebody else. And I'm not saying like I'm perfect. 
perfect and I don't never do it. Of course I do. Like I have, I have, I'm a human being and sometimes I have an issue and something comes to me like, oh my God. And I get really angry for, for something that is less than the issue itself. Am I, am I making sense here? Like something, say, yeah. somebody says something to you and you get super angry. It's like, it wasn't even that big. So I have to go back and figure out what is that generational problem that is inside of me, right? That I have to work on. For me not to be that. Uh, unfortunately, it, it's true for most men, I guess. We work after the fact, right? Like we work on it. Uh, we, we, we cannot work on things that are not, that haven't happened yet. But I, at least I think that we are, especially when we're speaking about it in spaces like this, we are creating the opportunity for others to reflect on what's going on inside of them. And this is what I told my, my, my psychiatrist, because I go to psychiatrist. Uh, that's good what I told my, my psychiatrist. I'm like, I'm here because. I am. Sh I act like nothing is wrong, but I'm sure there's something. And I'm just. I'm just being here as a, a precautionary measure, I guess. Um, and I think that's that, that's one of the most important things that I'm, that I'm trying to work on. And if I have to, like, if if I have to go back, I, when I when I was growing up, I was hyperactive. You know, like that. they didn't have this idea of of being on the spectrum, right? It was. He's a hyperactive kid, and you're talking about a kid that was growing up in the '80s in in uh, in a like very small town, which is Parral Chihuahua. It's a legendary town, but it's a very small town because that's where they killed Pancho Villa. So it's very legendary. Oh. We, yeah. So it, it was like from 1546, this town exists over there, right? So like very, it's like a couple of years after them uh, they conquered Mexico, the Spanish conquered. Well, the, the, the empire, uh, the Aztec Empire fell. Uh, so it's very old, but it's still very, very this, the same reason because it's old. It's very traditional. So you had this mm -hmm. problematic kid that was just trying to read books and try and 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 read and, and do stuff, and and so they didn't know what to do with him. So they took me to a, a psychologist, and I, oh, he's hyperactive. And they told my mom, "This guy is never going to be able." And I want you to 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 hear this and see how far I've come. This kid will never be able to have regular normal communication with other people and wow. my mom was like what do you mean yeah he will never be able to connect with other humans so my mom did what every mexican mom did she put me to give speeches in front of the first five <laughs> that's great then 10 and 50 then 500 and like thousand um so yeah so i've gone against my that it, this whole this whole persona that i've created uh is so that i conquer my fear of uh, human interaction because I'm, I am very afraid of human interaction. Um, but I've learned, and this is something that we a little we talk a little bit on on, on Thunder Nights. It's uh, I believe that if you are very honest and direct with people, even if, if even if it's hard sometimes because you know it's hard to be direct, they will understand you and they will they will they will catch what you're saying. So I'm always very open about my about about me or who I am or what I do. Like the other day, I was talking to you guys, and I was telling you about like you know certain Mexican stuff that goes like like the, and my girlfriend comes out, out out of isn't that a little bit too much Mexico for these guys? <laughs> I'm like no, I'm nah. just being open and honest, right? Like I'm uh, and so I think I think that's uh, yeah that's that's that 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 is this um, work that you have to do because we all have to interact with with other people. We're not islands, and we have to be. You know, in connection with, and we need that connection. Even even if you're not programmed, your brain is not programmed for human connection, or it has been reprogrammed not to have it. You still need it because that's that's part of our nature. That's part. Uh, I mean, I mean, 
you know, wolves are, are are running packs, right? Like everybody, everybody has to have that connection. Society, it's necessary, and we need to be able to connect with other people so that our society doesn't break down. Because as as the more than we understand other people, like three of us guys are from different backgrounds, different the different locations in the planet, and we still be able to talk here. So that's a very that that's a very cool thing. That that's a very important thing that we don't lose the humanity in each other, even though we might not be programmed to do that and it's a struggle yes i, I mean i have to go to, i have to go to therapy I, I have to take medication for my uh deficit, deficit attention disorder uh, i have to take a point you know medication for my depression because you know uh, uh, growing up uh, with all these circumstances of of trying to be being so different from other people and you know like i'm not i i don't i i don't hurt cattle right now I, i'm a i'm a i'm a audiovisual artist i i take <laughs> i take photos so that just that that start that was that was a being able to to grow and get to that point where i was like i'm gonna be an artist that was a struggle that was a very a difficult struggle i'm not saying like you know i'm like artists like you know on movies and stuff like that like an actual artist yes. that creates stuff you know that maybe not a lot of people will will see and and you have to come with to terms with that too because like okay you're gonna be an artist but it doesn't mean that you know you're gonna like I, i'm hoping to win an oscar at one, one point but doesn't mean that you're going to be like a billionaire with a bentley or whatever uh that was very a 90s kind of thing <laughs> um you know trying to figure out who you are it's hard enough not having uh mental breakdown and uh, and i had him a couple and if you on top of that uh this is something that I, i'll talk to you guys about and it was very difficult for me to say it at one point in my life i was uh forcibly separated from my family because i was deported in 2003 and so i didn't have that you know family uh structure anymore it just disappeared so i had to had to find tools how to survive uh my mental health too because that is this that that is this if you're you, if you're fine if you're in tune with who you are and know your weaknesses and like let's say you're sentimental you know you're sentimental it's fine just knowing that much and being able to um, work on the fact that you're sentimental like you know you're gonna cry in a movie and that's okay right because it's gonna trigger something that's okay you, you can you can do that you can go to watch a movie and cry man that's just part of who you are like yep. If you are unable to do that and you have to repress that, that's going to come out at another point, right? That's going to come out in another point where you don't want it to come out. So if you're fine, you, you know, you have, to, you have to be able to hear yourself and your inner thoughts. And be, but the most important part, and I think we're accomplishing right now, it's having safe spaces to talk about it. Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny. You said something that struck me right there is, is knowing who you are and, and being able to be honest with yourself. And I believe, for me personally, and Jared may feel opposite but i think as much as the military was good for me and good stuff i don't think until i got out of it i got a chance to figure out who i was i enlisted at 18 so you know i wasn't even finished growing up yet boom i'm in there i'm being told what to think what to do how to say it how to write it uh you know there was no individual thought on a lot of the stuff we do it, even though make you think they are there it really isn't you're kind of structured so i think part of coming out of the military and I think that's, like I said, from my experience and, and 
if it's me, I guarantee somebody else is going through it because not all these are, are individual solo, like everybody's going through it. But that was a big thing. And I'm still going through that now. And I didn't even realize it until recently that I was doing that. Like, I didn't realize that I didn't know myself. I didn't know what brings me joy, what brings me happiness. I was just, all right, I'm going to go to work now. All right, I'm home with the family now. All right, I'm going to work now. Like, there was no joy in life for me because I didn't know who I was and I didn't know what would bring that joy. And now that like I'm done and I'm spending a lot more time with the family and I'm able to come home and have dinner with them, even though we don't sit traditionally around the dinner table, we, we eat and we talk. And, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, I want to start a game night now so my girls and I can play Dungeons and Dragons or something. I don't know. But we want to start doing game nights and, and other things. And even at a point of like going to the WrestleCon, like I didn't want to go. And that was my mental illness telling me, you know, you just stay home and be quiet and stay in your bedroom. No, no, I need to go out and go. And look, look what it did. I, I ran into Thunder Rosa and, and now we've got you on the show and we've been on her show and, you know, it's opening doors and I am having a lot of joy in life because of it. I'm enjoying talking to people about our show. I'm enjoying talking to people about mental health. Uh, you and I are kind of forming a connection as friends. Jared and I started this podcast. We, we definitely are. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. even second guess it. We are definitely. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's another it, man thing, right? That's another man thing. Like, are we friends? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to punch me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, we are, we are friends, man. Don't, yeah. All right. Good. I, I thought so. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> so Jay Tilly, Jay Tilly goes from existing to living to loving life, finding himself. Um, Tony was vulnerable enough to leap into a career that he knew he would love, but he had to put himself out there, risk, you know, being rejected um, and becoming the, you know, the man that he is today will be different than the man that he is tomorrow because you're going to have, you know, two dozen experiences between now and the time you wake up. And then, you know, for me, having gone through 28 years, I was the youngest of seven, came from, a, you know, an upper middle class uh, upbringing in New York, moved to Arizona, very nomadic as a Marine. And, you know, I have an awesome foundation with Tiffany, uh, Coden and Rylan. And with my, you know, being able to find who I am mentally and sort of scoot away from the heavy drinking and just burying my feelings saying, Hey, I got work to do. I'll deal with me later. Um, taking a little bit of time for me, even though it's not always convenient. And like Tony said, like, okay, yeah. you don't want to deal with it right now. You don't want to recognize that you're sentimental. Okay, cool. And then boom, you're in the middle of somewhere acting up somehow and you end up on an episode of cops or, you know, in a hospital somewhere, giving yourself a hug. Holla to, uh, to, you know, getting right. That's, that's shit hot. Well, I love it. And, or like, you know, you and I both were having the conversation about how suddenly we'd just be sitting around crying for no reason we didn't know. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, what's wrong with me? And I shared it with him and he's like, I did the same thing, which is when he's like, hey, I'm going to therapy for this. And I was like, I need to do that too then because something is bottled up. Something is causing me to have those emotional outbreaks and, and all that. So it, it goes back to what I was saying is you're not alone. Like I would have never thought Jared was going through some of the stuff I was going through. And then hearing him talk about stuff, I'm like, oh, I, I relate to that. Like I see what you're saying. Maybe I should talk to somebody and find out what's going on with me because you just you don't know. And everybody, and again, it goes to that. I didn't want to tell anybody. Uh, you know, I I didn't know about uh, 
what what was wrong and i didn't realize other people were going through it and i think that's a big thing is i was the same way no i'm happy i'm good everything's fine man why am i watching a commercial about the dolphins losing and i'm bawling my eyes out on the you know it's what's causing these so then okay maybe i'm not fine but am i the only one going through it and then you realize you're not that somebody out there again maybe a coworker that you talk about wrestling with and next thing you know is probably one of your best friends in the world it's just weird how those things happen but like I'm his support system. He's mine too. He might not realize it all the time, but you know, me just calling him and saying, how are you doing? Sometimes like, I just need to talk to you because I've had a shitty day and we need to talk about wrestling and get my mind off the crap going on. Here, here. <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, you know, when, you, yeah, you got to right. replace, I'm big on replacing negative thoughts. Like I don't like to be negative and, uh, <laughs> someone got me something <laughs> that I really enjoy and it's my little stress boob. <laughs> So whenever times get tough, I th- I'm a big fan of boob. Um, so I, uh, I just, you know, think of squeezing my boob. Good stuff. So, Positive so thoughts. The background on that is, I'm going to tell the story, even though Tiff gets mad yeah, every time. Ahead. So the background is, uh, he and I were talking about, and he was having a rough day. And he was telling me, yeah, Tiff said, I need to replace negative thoughts with positive. And he said, so, so boobs? And she was like, no, no, you can't think about boobs. Well, I told my wife that story. So she ordered him that boob squeeze ball for him to, <laughs> to be able to have positive thoughts. So he's got a boob squeeze ball. <laughs> I did not know those existed, though, but that, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so she went through a couple of days where she was she just looked at me like, I can't believe you were thinking about my boobs all day. Yes, dear, I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I, I have a I, I have a story like uh, about about crying Oops. for no, no reason uh no no <laughs> uh, i wish it was that positive no i i um so i i got myself well let me first go back a little bit uh so my dad died uh on 2015 right and that and because i didn't want to just stay with the mentality of like ah well, you know i lost and all this stuff and everything i that's when i decided that i was gonna go to film school i was like Whatever, what, and, and and I mean, it was crazy because he passed and everything, and you know, I had to pay for the funeral and all the all the mess that comes out of that, right? But I was like, no, 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 I'm gonna stay positive, dude. And I'm, I'm and I have to thank one of my my, my friends, um, uh, Andrea. She she saw that I was like, this dude is not doing well, you know. He's like because I broke my leg a month after my dad died. Like, uh, on, I was horse riding and and I, I broke my leg. Um, so I was like, it was everything together, and she's like do you want to do a TV show with me? And I'm like, well, I've never really done anything like that. Like, I mean, I take photos and stuff like that. I write scripts and stuff like that. But I never actually done. Like, no, I'm pretty sure you can do it. So we have a, we, we're going to have a show on Tuesday, an hour. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I have no idea. Well, and so I went, got a camera, figured out how to edit basic stuff. Just like super basic. It's like just nightmare. And, you know, by the end of that show, because it only lasted like three months by the end of that of the show, I, I knew that I, that's what I wanted. Not exactly the 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 show itself, but I wanted to produce stuff because the show was like super clunky, man. It, it make no sense. Um, uh, it was like interviews with that's like awesome. I will I will go to like I have one that I really love and I wish I could salvage that. I don't know what it is. It was on DVDs because we had to burn it on DVDs to play it on the station because I didn't have anything else. Uh, so I don't know where those DVDs are. Anyways, uh, I I have one with a lady that I interview and she's just like. Very calm, telling me how to plant um, trees. <laughs> but this interview is like forty-five minutes, man, for TV. So it's like whoever watched it, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, like I, we should put it like eleven o'clock so everybody will go to sleep because it was like. <laughs> so then you take the dirt out, 
but you got to make sure that you have your gloves. On. It was super <laughs> slow. Um, so anyways, so I finally go and, and, and study this because of my, of, I don't want to be there in the same town where my dad was buried. So it, it takes a couple of years and I start getting good. And then I start branching into art, like art. Like- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Visual, like video art. Not just trying to do something that makes sense. Just expression of my, my inner thoughts in the most craziest possible ways. And, and I'd be very successful at that. That's I believe that I'm more successful at that than what we've been doing with uh, Thunder Nights because I've got a couple of award, uh, nominations for awards, stuff like that. So um, so I finally got a little bit of money and I'm like, I'm going to buy myself a truck, you know, because I'm a cowboy. So I bought myself a pickup truck and then I'm listening to, you know, the Eagles, stuff like that. And so I, I, I'm listening to like the gambler, and, you know, and then then all of a sudden I can um, I start crying. I'm like, okay, my feelings. And then I took again the truck, and, I, and it, now it became a thing that every time I was driving and I would listen to country music, I would start crying. And then, so I was like, okay, what's going on? And then it became all music and driving. Like, so there was one moment where it became paralyzing that I was like going to 7 Eleven, and I, it, will be a, it will be a psychological mental breakdown. So I finally go to, I go, I go back to therapy and I tell this to, to my psychiatrist. And we come down to the fact that that music, it, of course, it evolved too far from what it was because I was not paying attention to it, right? Because there was a signal there like, hey, maybe you need to work on this, bro, because it's making you cry. So, of course, my dad and I used to drive. The state of Chihuahua, it's a little bit smaller than Texas. So it's huge. You know, you can take nine hours going from town to town. And we'll be listening to country music like the Eagles and Kenny Rogers and stuff like that. So... Yes, that's me not working on my dad. So and it, and it will make me cry for no reason. I mean, I will acknowledge the crying. I will let it happen. But then it will cripple me of not doing, being able to do other stuff. So if there is a sign of something, just listen to it and work on it, right? Because it's going to take you to places you don't want to be because you want to be functional. And I wasn't being functional just because I didn't listen. So anyways, I got rid of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, now, now I'm able to drive around and, and, and like listen to country music and feel happy about it because it, it's something that I enjoyed with with, with him, right? It's something that I enjoy with my dad. So it's something that 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 uh, that I like to. And this is another thing. Like uh, I've been like this is something that I didn't realize that I was doing intentionally. I'm gonna turn forty um, in December. Uh, on December of uh, so young, of, like of, a baby. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I remember yeah. back in the um, day. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you guys. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to 40 and I, I don't have, I don't have any kids. So, and I've, I've been, I mean, I had 
more than a couple of uh, people that are, or women that I could have kept kids with. <laughs> so the question is why, why? Why? And so we have come to the the understanding that because I don't feel that I have come to the fitness as a as a as a parent to be able to do that, and I have been avoiding it. And I I, I and I don't th and if you think about it, that's not fair for the women that have lived with me because maybe they want to have kids, right? So. It, it comes to a moment with like, okay, now it's the time to have kids, right? Because now I have acknowledged that, so it probably is going to be a couple of Tonys going to run the house, hopefully in a couple of years. That's, it's, that's it's awesome. Just, it's just things that you you're not working on because you don't want to, and you're not listening to that part of your of your of your of of your mind. That it, let's be honest, we are not we're not that fool uh, much of a fool not to listen to what we have inside of us because it's right there. We'll listen. We'll listen to the. We'll listen to a couple of stuff, things that our brain or our body are telling us. But then, like you're like, oh man, I really need a drink. Psh, you'll stop what you're doing, go grab a drink. Oh man, I would kill for a donut. Psh, I'm gonna stop traffic to go grab a crawler. Bet you believe. But yet, like how we've all been talking, I'm sitting here watching a show, and the intro music just sets me off. And I would look around. No one's home. Let her rip. And fortunately, it never happened like in public. Um, it generally would happen. There would be a, the sound of the music. And I tried to like, and I've talked with my counselor and she was like, hey, that's just, just like what Tony was saying. Hey, that's just your body, your soul, your, your being saying, hey, man, uh, water level's a little high. Let's go ahead and let her rip and uh, come in touch with some stuff. And I, you know, I really appreciate both my counselor and my psychiatrist. And my wife is a counselor. And uh, I probably should listen to her a little bit more because she can drop some nuggets of knowledge. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but even then, you know, are just talking with our buddies and you'll get one spectrum or the other. Hey, man, just just bury it. Just put it away. Or, yo, man, just drowned it. Just drowned it. And then you've got your buddies sort of in the middle. Yeah, man, go work out, change your diet, change your routine. Uh, you know, and then Jay Tilly and I were comfortable enough to say, yeah, man, you should go see someone. Yeah, you're right. I should. And, uh, and now, you know, I don't, I don't have that urge to just explode cry. Um, I feel comfortable taking on other people's, you know, what they would refer to as burdens. I, I refer to them as, you know, them sharing and being able to move on with the next event in their life. And, you know, I really appreciate all of that. And, you know, Tony's sharing that he's at a point now, like I've acknowledged Roman Reigns style, um, I'm ready to be the one, the head of the table, and uh, he's going to get a couple <laughs> of little, little, uh, little Tonys. And uh, man, that's sick. Yeah, and, and there's I, I forgot this one step in the uh, that I that I went through. Um, so I know this. I know it sounds like a very tragic, and this is the part where, like, you know, life is life. It can be very, very tragic. Like a lot of things, a lot of bad things can happen to one single person all the time, and. So when I broke my leg, uh, a couple of uh, after my dad died, this is like a country. Song, As he so. starts laughing, uh, <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, he busted. Yeah, it yeah. Uh, so my I had a dog, and and my my dog got poisoned. Like somebody just stick a little bit of poison in, oh and, my he, God. and and the dog died, and he died on and on my arm, and I lost it. I I remember that I, I broke windows, and I was really like mad. I, I, like I was destroying stuff around the house because I was really like, who will do that, right? Um. And it took me until this year to get a new dog. And uh, that dog buys the shit out of me, though. But I love her so much. <laughs> but it took me, it, it took me, it took me very, very, a very, very long time to realize that I was doing it because I was not, 
I was I was not I would not let myself get hurt by losing another dog, right? Because I, it would trigger all this stuff. But then I had to realize that that's just what life is. And you know, there like if, if we think about all this stuff, that there is a lot of little like animals out there that need to be rescued and stuff like that. And I was depriving them for a maybe you know if they live three months or whatever, I depriving them of a really good life. You know, having somebody that loves them. So we finally got a, we finally got a dog and. Uh, uh, and I, I mean, it is hard because she. We are, see, I've loved this dog so much right now that we're moving to a different house, so she has like a like a bigger yard where she can play. <laughs> but that's and, and that will bring me like a, a joy of having yeah. a you know a larger house and, and and enjoying this this creature that is there just for for me to be happy and take care of. And I was denying myself that because I was afraid of confronting the fact that you know that things are not forever and. And humans and, and 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 animals pass when the least expected. So you better just enjoy having that in the moment that you do, because you always have this mentality of, or oh, when things get better and when you know everything's gonna be just right. And that's not true. You have to live your life. You know, of course, like especially with like like a kid, you have to be responsible that you will be able to like you know pay for college we have to get kidney so you have to stay healthy so you can sell your kidneys so your kids can go to college <laughs> there's the message <laughs> that bam <laughs> and on that word no breaking news no, no. Yeah, no it's, it's it's it is but it, it is a process but it all starts with listening to yourself and and finding ways to cope with your emotions that you have and like i like i told uh uh, I told JT, uh, uh, I think it was like the first time we talked about, like the way that wrestling came back into my life to keep me stable and to make me happy. I, I couldn't, I couldn't thank and 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 I know this. I'm gonna say that I work with Thunder or whatever. But when AW came back on, on came to, it came in the air. Like when when that first show, I I really it it, it really meant something different for me because it was something that I could focus on. Every week that I could look forward. And we're talking about this. This is like, you know, uh, this is a moment like after, right after is like the pandemic, right? The, everything just like everything disappeared. So all your friends and all your and the way you were growing or whatever, the way you were connecting to other people disappear. But now you had all this larger community of people that were really positive about, you know, watching the show. And and I uh, my girlfriend like, OK, so this is wrestling. This is what I like to watch. You're gonna be here every Wednesday, and now Saturdays. Go watch Collision uh, in Spanish. Thunder is in Spanish. Um, but now this is a thing that, and it, it really, it really. And then I start meeting people. Like it, it, it eventually came to you guys, right? But it, I mean, I mean, I have met people along the way. They have been so positive that uh, reinforce this idea that you know there is a larger community of wrestling fans that want to do better. And yeah, that you have these idiots and whatever, you know, trolling people online that that they have not. They, what I think is that they have not worked on their issues as well as we have, and they they're not continuing trying to improve because they just banter hate, and that means that inside of them, you know, there's a larger thing to work on. So I, I, I you know, I think that I like when wrestling came, I like this again, this part of my life because growing up when I was like in high school, uh, you know. I got I got to see Stone Cold Steve Austin in Kansas City at the Kemper Arena. Um, and I got to see Ken, uh, um, uh, Kane. Uh, well, this is one of the fav my favorite stories. Uh, so uh, DDP, right? 
DDP was like doing this speech. The speech. <laughs> we both uh, did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the spe- he was doing the the. What, what was he? Was was like a the, the motivational uh, speaker. Like the motivation, yeah. like the DDP. That's yoga not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, that's not a bad that's thing. That's a good, good thing. thing. Yep. Oh, and then like boom, Kane came out and it was like the fire could feel on your face. It was insane. It was insane. But I was I was a kid, right? But now it had this other aura of you know community. Like a, like an actual place where you can talk to people and people trying to uh, embrace this new perspective of wrestling uh, that was presented on television and 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 from there you know making that podcast they got me to meet Thunder and then meeting like Simon Miller you know having like connections with all these people and stuff like that and, and and just being it also gave me like the freedom to be creative about something that I really care about right so. It is yes. There is moments in your life that are very dark, and 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 you just have to know that they will be over, and good things will happen. And I mean, it's going to be a continuous thing when you just have to have you know the support and, and be able to talk to other people and know your feelings and express them. That is very important because, like I said, we don't usually express our feelings at that open like we're doing it right now. And I think that you know. I mean, thank you for guys for having me. And I encourage you to have other people come on the show and express their feeling as well, because if we can continue to do that. Everybody will get their, their opportunity. And if you don't have a platform like this, at least you have to be able to create spaces for other people to do this, be it at work, be it with your homies, you know, hanging out, you know, because everybody's hanging out like, oh, yeah, I'm a beer. Yeah, give me another beer, man. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I'm sorry, everything is fine, man. I'm rocking this world. And sometimes it's not true, bro. So, let, you know, let's be open to other people to be able to do that, as we have done here. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, you know, you struck on the, the the tragedy in life and death. And, you know, up over my shoulder, I've got the dedication to my buddy Rob, who passed very unexpectedly, uh, which is kind of what kicked me in the ass to go, Jared, we're doing this podcast. Let's go. Because kind of for some of the reasons, you know, it's, it's, hey, it's something I've honored to do, but you know, him passing was just so quick. You know, I talked to him a week earlier and we were making plans for him to come to the house and hang out and boom. But that's, and part of grieving for his loss, like I used to not be able to talk about it and without getting choked up, <clears throat> I'm not choked up right now. I'm just phlegmy, but no, I, uh, <laughs> but it's okay if you are. You know, yeah, but it's okay but if it's I okay am. But, you know, I used to, the first couple of shows we did, I really had a hard time acknowledging even the fact that he was up there and, and doing it. So grief is a big thing. And that, and that was one of the things that pushed me to start seeing somebody is because I am I knew I wasn't grieving right for it, you know? So, you know, that struck when you said that. I was like, that's true. You never know when what whatever your support system is, is going to be gone. And he was a big support system of mine. He was the guy every day I'd call, hey, man, I'm going to go outside and have, you know, a Cohiba with this bourbon, what do you think? And he's like, oh, man, that's a good combo. Let's, you know, I might go buy one of those. So, and, you know, you lost that. And it was like, bam. But, I don't know, it just meant a lot. And the other thing I want to touch on is the wrestling thing. So, uh, AEW is the same thing for me. And I think that's why I'm so closely pulled into it is because when, so I was at the press conference for the announcement of oh, it. and was Really? Wow. Yeah. And I was hyped up about it. Started watching it. And at the time, I was living in Georgia and my family was living here. The idea was they were going to move up with me. Well, and it ended up not happening. Then COVID hit and I was stuck. So it was very much a way of like relief for me to watch it. Like it was, I don't know, same thing, right? Like it was something like I could kind of not think about anything else and could watch wrestling. Um, and I'll never forget Cody's speech that first show. Uh, it was just one of the best, you know, when he came out that first dynamite 
and said, hey, we're going to be here. We know you guys feel it. And then Moxley about hugging your your grandmother and all that fantastic stuff. But uh, and I've, I've told the story a bunch being in the military and then taking the job in Georgia and all this other stuff. My oldest daughter and I kind of didn't have the bond we should have had. And I took her to FanFest at AEW when they finally opened it up and we're letting people there. And now that was our bonding moment. Like her and I, she's the one that peeked around the corner to see if I was talking to Thunder and was all disappointed. It was just you, Tony. But <laughs> she's the one, like she's into it now. So it, it, it became a bonding thing for us to where whenever they're in town, we try to go, uh, you know, AEW, you need to not forget your hometown. I'm just saying, Tony Khan, not Tony Allen, Tony Khan, come home one time. But you know, we would go all the time. We went to every show and it became a dad. When are they going to be back? Oh, we're going to go to this show and this show. All right. I can't wait. And it was great. It was such a bond. And then my youngest went with me once and now she's bonded. Like, and now it's a who's wrestling tonight. Oh, okay. And yes. They don't watch it as religiously as I do, but it's still like, I'll know to go, Hey, Darby Allen's in a match. Let me go let Edie know. Or, you know, when Thunder Rosa gets back down, she's pumped. She keeps asking me, ask him when Thunder Rosa is going to be back. I'm like, when she's healthy. But, you know, she's like, I would always call in the ring or, you know, Orange Cassidy is another one of her favorites. So now it's like that thing, like I'll be watching it. Yeah, she might not watch every storyline, but when those people are in, she'll come and sit on the couch right there with me and, and appreciate it with me. And then things like the Osprey Omega match, which were mind blowing. I could call her up and tell her to sit down. Even though she doesn't know either one, she can watch it and appreciate it. And it's just made that really good bond. So, yes, we talk wrestling and mental health, but I agree. It's that safe space. And not only that, I think it could bond people together. And then going to events, right? Like, I've been to concerts. I've been to, uh, you know, any kind of group gathering of like that. Football games, hockey games, basketball games. You get fights break out. People act a fool. I have never been to a wrestling event where people act like a fool. Never. I, I got. I can say that. I can say that. I, I, and I live here in Mexico. I I go to like all kinds of concerts. I've been to AAA. Uh, everybody is everybody is shaking everybody else's hands yeah. after the show. Oh, that was great. Remember that? Yeah. And then people just talking about it, leaving the arena. It's yep. like like another experience, part of it. Yeah, it, it's like you're a family when you're there. Uh, I'll never forget one time we were there and. and- there was two ladies sitting in front of us and had no idea what wrestling was. They weren't watching it. So they kept looking back and asking. And my daughter's like, oh, she's like, well, who do we root for and who do we boo? They're like, my daughter's like, whoever you want. Like, we don't care. She, and my daughter, it was awesome. Edie goes, the story will tell you. And I'm like, oh, all right. That's good stuff. Oh, right? my God. That was the greatest <laughs> answer ever. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, the story in the ring will tell you. I'm like, wow, that's my girl. Oh, man, that's a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Coden, 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 Ryland and I, we would go to shows and there was one uh, Christmas event the WWE came to Raleigh. So we went and I, I was able to get really good seats being on active duty. And we go and I'm in the first row um, back from ringside and you're like two feet higher. So you're not looking at the bottom. You're, you know, you're in between the second and third row. And um, so we're sitting there and Coden bumps me and goes, hey, because when you're at a live event, you don't hear the play by play. So, you know, some of the stuff that doesn't make sense when you get home and you watch it and go, oh, shit, that's what he was doing. Or the fiend comes down and all you see is a red light. You're not sure what's going on. So the the mystique is lost unless you're on TV. So so Coden bumps me and goes, hey, run it, you know, run a play by play. So I do, you know, do the match and. Uh, I'm like, okay, here's what's going to happen. They're going to meet in the corner and someone's going to tap someone. Whoever does the tapping is communicating what they're going to do. And we're right there so we can see. <laughs> Coden is in hysterics, right? So the match ends exactly how I said it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know 
that DX was going to be there. Road Dog Jesse James and the badass Billy Gunn. No idea, right? And I had seen the rundown, but for some reason they weren't advertised. Huge fan, right? They and Coden and Rylan look at me and I'm like almost in tears. And that moment was like they became DX fans. And then, you know, fast forward, AEW comes to town and Jay Tilly's like, dude, you got to check this out. I'm like, yeah, 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 I will. And I checked it out and man, I haven't stopped. And we would critique, we would critique, you know, what are the referees doing? What's up with this 20 count? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? They didn't care. When they came to town, we'd look at the card. I, I'm getting, you know, a, a Danielson shirt when Danielson popped on the card. I was getting, uh, when we went to see a show, I went and got a Darby Allen shirt. Um, and then we get to when CM Punk oh. shows up. And Rylan is there. Rylan now is 19. Oh, wow. At the time, I think he was like 17 or 18. He hadn't seen CM Punk in like 10 years, but he remembered seeing him. And he was like, hey, can you can you get me a CM Punk shirt? CM Punk shirt, the the black uh, ring tee to the, the yeah. whole thing. We go to the show and he was just like in awe. It was so loud. Yep. It just erupted. And, you know, I the bond of how you could bond with complete strangers like that is just awesome. And I I love professional wrestling for the suspended belief, the good guys, the bad guys, the character work, you know, for every Isaac Yankum terrible <laughs> character, there's a Razor Ramon. There's a Thunder Rosa. Vikingo. A, a character that resonates with every... Oh, can We're huge fans of his, by um, the way. <laughs> that's the guy right there. Seriously. Lucha, you know, Lucha wrestling uh, really brought the the character to the fan and it slowly becomes part of like you know almost to the point where you know and, and you can even say like mjf was a wrestling fan and now look at the type of wrestler right. he is and the the negatives have turned into a positive to turn to him turn him into one of the greatest wrestlers on the mic right now and uh yeah man i i i dig professional wrestling i dig what it's done for the bonds that I've created and the space that it gives me, uh, even though wrestling WrestleMania 39 ended the way it did, it's whatever. Um, but that's part of life, right? Those are the journeys. Those are the ebbs and flows in the character work. And now in hindsight, I'm so glad, you know, not only did he not win the undisputed, he did not win the world title and oh, we no. can continue on. And we'll discuss this on a later let's show, go, man. That's yeah. <laughs> I still, but hell yeah, man. I'm, I love wrestling. Yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's, uh, it's like, it's amazing when you like hear other people say your thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's. So that just goes to prove that oh, there are other people out there that are having, you know, the same kind of mentality you have. You just need to find them, and by find them, you have to ask who has the same. So it's funny because um, when Pong came back, uh, for everything from from the production standpoint. Uh, from the everything they did was like fucking magic. Like uh, um, I'm, 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 I pop for the moment. I pop for the production. I pop for the music. Everything was perfect. Like uh, if if you ask me that that yeah, everything it was it was insane. Uh, I have shown this video of of like they have a behind the scenes of how they did everything with like production everything. I've we were in the middle of an our, um an art gallery opening. And I'm like, you guys want to see art? Yeah, you should guys, you should look at this because this was 
like contemporary art in the greatest expression possible because you and then everybody's getting paid for that like you know what i mean like the and art sometimes does not get paid for, yeah. for anything they do so starving like, artist for a reason yeah, right? <laughs> yeah yeah that's like the common denominator um and i show them and i show and i've i've converted some people into wrestling just because of like the kenny omega uh osprey that that i mean how do you even if if, if it was theater how what level of theater is that you know what how what, what kind of commitment to your character is that what kind of commitment to your audience is that, right like this this these people like and and I'm I'm fine because you know especially when we were back in high school it was like a really like, really you like this what's that, that shirt you're wearing <laughs> well I, yeah exactly so, but now it's like you know you have this uh this artistic level of things and that's what I I personally want to take this especially storyline wise I want them to be as deep as you know the payoff of Endgame in in uh, in movie make ten years. So I, you know, I don't care. I can do a long, long ass storytelling. You know, let's let's build that kind of stuff. And I think that if people are, I think that wrestling is a conduit a conduit of people uh, communicating. Uh, of course, like I said, there is this section of people that are, have not dealt with their mental health and they're. They're very terrible, but it, it will allow to uh, will allow people to because it can be anything you want. It can be anything absolutely that you want it to be. And if people like it, it will it will it will live. Even even if when the forces of creativity don't <laughs> want it to be, it will be because it's just that people will um, commune about it. Right? We're like, no, we want that. We want that match. And we want that uh, character to be that way because that's the way that character should be. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of LA. LA What's Knight, name? You're LA off. Knight. Yeah, but apparently they're making. He's doing himself, and it's like huge, right? And I, and, and I really Jared's like that. I mean, bit. I don't know why. I, I I haven't watched it, but I haven't watched it. But I think that uh, if that no, no really, he's a huge like fan. It. Okay, don't but I, no, I'm. Oh, you're a huge fan. Oh, you're a huge man, fan. Yeah. Okay, I will let you. I will let you explain to him to me so that I know. But. I, I, that's what I've been listening to, like, like yep. that's the way this guy is, and that's the way that well, they just let it, let it, let it rip, man, let it, let it happen. And I think that's a very important thing because it, it it's, it, it's if wrestling can be anything that we allowed it to be, right. right? It can be this a safe space that we talk about all the time when we can just feel comfortable about being ourselves, right? And everybody can be themselves. That. That's what I like, and that's one of the things that I like mostly about, uh, like in Mexico, about about uh, wrestling. Like people will go in costumes to the show, right? Tail tailgating at wrestling events, and just you know, and we may not like the same every single wrestler. We may not like the end of every match, but that's the awesome connection where you could be sitting in arena, and Jay Tilly and I would fantasy book a match completely different. And we both love wrestling. We're on this show together. We talk almost every day about stuff and wrestling. And we could pencil in an ending of a match and we both go, damn, that's pretty sick. That's awesome. So the, you know, the fact that someone doesn't like LA Knight or the fact that, you know, someone thinks me personally, Cody should have won the world title. Well, I would have been completely wrong. The masses, you know, who were so upset and walked away from WWE that's just, you know, life in general where people will go, oh, they traded my favorite player away from my team or, um, 
I used to watch this TV show on this channel and they got rid of my TV show. I'm not going to watch that channel anymore. I'm getting rid of cable. I'm just going to stream it. That's life. That's, you know, the ebbs and flows. And we figure out a way to navigate in the world together. And that was the awesome thing that AEW allowed us to do where the pandemic hits. There's a thousand people in Daly's place and the place holds like 9,400 or something like that. We go in, there's a thousand people. It's so intimate. Everybody's awesome. It's such a great experience. And you for, you can forget, shit, man, I have to wear a mask 23 hours a day. The one hour is, you know, you, you're cheating and, you know, the camera is going to get you and you're going to get Skynet's going to grab you. Yeah, six feet. But yeah, man, I, I, I love wrestling in that space that it gives us. And, uh, you know, I, that's why I dig, uh, being part of the no shave man cave. Woo, man. Good so stuff. tying it back around to what the show was, uh, mental health and, and it goes to show that there are connections, not just in, you know, wrestling fans, but you know, same with the mental health area of it, right? Like we've all come and talked about how wrestling has affected us. Well, it doesn't have to be wrestling. So if you're out there and you're like, well, I don't like wrestling, so I have no help. No, it could be football. It could be ballet. It could be opera. It could be whatever your passion is. There are people in that group a fandom of something to, you know, be a part of and to be grouped with. So, you know, do that, look for those commonalities with people. Um, and then eventually you'll be able to start opening up to somebody and you never know. But I think, I think some of the key points though, is you gotta be yourself. You gotta know who you are. You've got to know when your body and your mind are telling you things to be able to adjust and, and make the right course correction using a military term. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that you have to be able to listen to yourself and then look around and know that it's very likely that people around you want the best for you. And if you don't feel so well, you can tell them and they will listen yep. and you will find ways to work through this. That's just that's just human nature. We always want to support each other. I think that I, I truly believe on that. Yep. Yeah, I, I do too. Unless you're some kind of psychopath WWE yeah, fan. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean, good show. I, I think we got a lot out. I appreciate you so much joining us, Tony. Like, awesome to get your story. You're welcome on anytime you want. Even if you want to come on and just do a Raw review or a SmackDown or talk your favorite matches, I, I, I we could talk wrestling all day long. Well, I would love to do favorite matches. Like I, I, I will, I will, I would like to. I have, I haven't done any. Uh, like I had the podcast, I haven't done anything, but I would love to do that. Cool. Like we can. Well, maybe we can talk about after um, all in. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do. We could definitely set something up because he and I are trying to yeah. think of some shows that can. And it's funny you talked about the Omega Osprey one. We did a show a while back about what's a. One wrestling match, you would show somebody to try to get them into wrestling. Mine was yes. Hogan and the, uh, Hogan and the Rock. Like, if you start Ooh. not knowing anything about either one of them, which now they're both very well names, what a great story to tell. Yeah, you, that would be very like under a right, right. But I mean, way to way to hook somebody if you needed to show them something. So I think his was the Dudleys versus Edge and Christian versus uh, the Hardys, right? Yeah, TLC. TLC. Yeah, yeah. Just like the story that the the six men told the team cohesiveness the destruction but the beauty working from underneath getting that awesome finish and the payoff at the end but yeah we'll have y'all we'll, we'll have to do some uh, wrestling podcast for sure no so mine i think i gave you these ones i know i gotta watch Remember? it all uh, i can find is highlight clips oh man you, 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 oh yeah i know it's, it's it is kind of hard to get i, I figured out after i told him like uh, it's uh it's uh tony uh tony deppen versus thunder rosa at gcw that 
because it breaks every kind of possible belief system. It's a man versus a woman, and it's an amazing match. In wow, it doesn't matter. It does. It's just. I'm gonna great. see if it's on fight it's, and see if I can just yeah. get get that pay per view. Probably, yeah. We we will probably talk about it then in a, in a, in, a, in a future time, so we can wrap it up now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll add that to the list. All right. Well, if you want to hear that podcast with uh, Tony joining us to talk wrestling, uh, check us out wherever you get your podcast from. No Shave Man Cave. Follow us on all of our socials. No Shave Man Cave on x i guess it's called now tiktok uh threads all the other ones i think we're still waiting for our invitation to blue pill or blue, blue sky, sky. Or whichever don't one take that. the blue pill yeah James. that one blue sky <laughs> hurry up send us our blue invite sky. we're at a uh, nearly a hundred thousand downloads let's go yeah we just hit uh nice. nearly a hundred thousand downloads on the audio version of the podcast appreciate everybody listening again like i said wherever you get your podcast from apple amazon google spotify some of the ones i've never heard of no shave man cave uh check out thunder nights uh monday nights at the end of raw they go live and uh actually you know what i'll toss it to you for anything you want to plug okay no just uh check out thunder rosa 20, uh, 22 on the hard socials uh, and uh our channel thunder rosa and youtube we have the vlog that taco vlog is coming we're gonna have a surprise for you guys somebody very big is gonna be there uh mm-hmm. and uh just follow me at uh, tony st allen and all my social uh, threads, X. Why do you call it X? Um, so and twi- uh, whatever. Yeah, just follow me, Tony Allen. I'll give you a so you can put the thing on that. Hit the like, here. subscribe. Uh, we go live Tuesdays and Thursdays for a live show recapping wrestling of the week up to that point on YouTube and Rumble. And uh, you know what time it is. It's time for that hot tag for the Marine. Bump and feed. Bump and feed. Yes, sir. Hey, great show. Thank you so much for joining us here in the No Shave Man Cave. On behalf of Jay Tilly and our man Tony, thanks for joining us here today. To all our brothers and sisters in arms, thank you for what you do. We love you. Hurry up. Get your ass home. Someone needs you. And uh, until next time, my friends, my fam, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Man Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.